Hi again, everyone. I'm Matt Lockman, along with Amanda Stein. And it is our pleasure to welcome you to the official Devils podcast as we are back home off our long road trip and excited to resume this series together, you and I. And, well, we kind of are <laughs> going to be resume it, you and I, because I come in a little late on this one. Well, it's been a busy day. This is our first day back after the long trip. And so a lot of balls up in the air, everyone's sort of juggling things. So I start things off with the interview and then Maddie hears the word golf. And all of a sudden he appears in the podcast studio. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly out of nowhere, uh, my ears perked up and I thought I have to get in on this thing. But uh, two guys who play an important role for the New Jersey Devils, they're not going to be in the headlines most nights. When the opposing team comes in, the media is not going to say, tell us what's going on with Mm -hmm. these two guys. But these are the kind of guys that give the devil some identity and some structure and really have played a very hard game as of late. Absolutely. And that's we're talking about Kevin Rooney and John Hayden, two guys who have been playing on the same line pretty much all year long. Uh, We see them off the ice, Maddie. They're good friends. And so it was really interesting to sit down and talk to them just about who they are as human beings, because oftentimes we hear that guys who have those types of roles, those like hard roles on the ice, are some of the nicest guys that you'll meet off the ice as well, and which they really, really are. And so, you know, getting to know them a little bit and you know, before you arrived, I did ask them, you know, like, what is it like having that particular role that maybe isn't so glamorous, but still a very important role to hold? So that's an answer that you'll you'll hear coming up. They're great guys. It was a lot of fun to sit down with them. And of they course, have- you popped up when golf came up. <laughs> as I always do. Well, they have a lot in common, as we will find out as we uh, kick off, starting with Amanda, her conversation with John Hayden and with Kevin Rooney. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. I'm very excited for this because, you know, we we have a good time when we're like traveling and stuff. You guys are fun to be around. So I'm excited to like John nodding his head like, yeah, (laughs) thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. I do like how you you looked at at John to see like who's going to speak first here. (laughs) Yeah, we'll leave the talking first to John. (laughs) So how have things been going, guys? You know, it's interesting talking to you guys because you guys seem like such good friends how long have you known each other? Is it literally just this year? Just this year, but I knew I'd get along with the Runes pretty well because Kenny Agostino is tight with the Runes, and I went to school with Kenny. Okay. And so, did he inform you? Actually, he was that's, just a- that's not true. We met. Oh. We, no, no, no. I'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> we met. Uh, my bad. After my junior year and John's junior year of college, we both attended uh, the Chicago Blackhawks development camp, but... Um, John was a draft pick of Chicago, so he was too, kind of too cool for me then. Oh, well, let's dive into <laughs> this. Let's dive into this uh, then. Well, Did you not speak? Like, what, what was this dynamic like? I mm. want your story first, John, and then your, you know, re- re- recollection of it. Well, that, listen, I'll just, I'll say this. I followed Runes on Instagram this fall, and he didn't follow me back for, sorry, over the summer when I got traded, he didn't follow me back for three months. Oh. Yeah, I was still bitter about the uh, Blackhawks. So <laughs> what year him, was that? The Blackhawks camp? That was 16, summer 16. Yeah, summer 16. All right, so. So we've that, known each other since 16. But it but didn't go so hot at didn't first. Go well. <laughs> no, no. He, he, was, <laughs> he was a guy, you know, I kind of looked up to him because he was a college guy there too. And I'm just joking around. He's always, he's always good to me and someone I knew I'd get along with. When you guys were both here, when you first started this year together, like how how do like guys become friends on teams like you know outside of the game? You guys are all the time together in the locker room, but how do you decide almost like this is a guy that I'm gonna hang out with off the ice, or that like you know the connection is kind of there? 
Well, I think on the ice, we, we've, we've kind of brought similar things to our game throughout our careers. And, um, you know, just having John here was, was nice for me at the start of the year to try to learn from him because he was on a different team from, from the se- couple seasons before. So learn some things that he he did uh, well on the ice. And then that kind of just translated off the ice. And, um, you know, obviously both college guys graduated from college. So uh, we share some common interests there. So, yeah, it was, he was a pretty easy guy to, to get to know. John, you studied political science, right, and got your degree from Yale, right? What did you study, Kevin? Uh, finance. Oh, wow. So we got, like, some good good background here. <laughs> Look, you guys are, like, smiling at each other. Who has the better degree? Brian Ruins. <laughs> wow. Num- numbers guy. <laughs> no, I got to go with the Yale guy, Ivy League guy. What's unique about the college experience when you end up, you know, when you're working towards becoming an NHL player? Either or, really. Yeah, guys, don't, don't have to defer to each other. I <laughs> love the college experience. Um both on and off the ice. I think it gives you time to grow up as a person too. Uh, so different responsibilities at school, academics, the the social life. I thought Yale was was benefit beneficial for me socially because you actually weren't allowed to live with hockey players. Oh, really? Your first year. So my freshman year, you're you're sort of forced to integrate into the rest of the the student body, the rest of the community, and it, it was cool. I have a lot of friends from outside of hockey from Yale, but um, just from from a development standpoint, I was not ready to go pro. Mm-hmm. Um, until after four years so it was good for me to to be there in college developing uh had a really good coach in keith lane um and then yeah after those four years it was uh, i was ready but just for me overall the just the on and off ice development helped me a ton is that a hard decision you know after year three like am i ready am i not ready you're chasing a dream that you you know have spent your whole life working towards but like I imagine it's a moment where you have to be really honest with yourself, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of guys go through it, especially, um, you know, especially on the two teams that we were on. Um, I think we both had pretty big classes. Um, so you, you kind of, you have so many different friendships throughout the school. So it, it makes it that much harder mm-hmm. to, you know, to try to turn pro. And, um, but I, I think, with pro hockey it's not gonna it's not gonna go anywhere so that's what kind of made it easy for me I mean I was gonna stay four years no matter what but um yeah pro hockey wasn't going anywhere you can't go back so mm-hmm. um I was I was really happy I did the four years to what influence your families would have had on you in terms of instilling I've met both your dads over the the dad's trip but just in order to say you know a hockey career spans only so many years you know, prepare for what's next. How important was that to your families and, and to you as individuals? It was important. I think uh, for both of us to have that degree going into pro hockey was important to our families. Um, but for me, it just I've had really good mentorship uh, that mm-hmm. I'm thankful for. My mom was the one that, um, you know, pushed pushed Yale to an extent. And it's I feel fortunate because I committed to Yale as a sophomore in high school, so you don't really know at that age what you know, what college experience you want. But I got lucky. And like at, what you're committing towards, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and it's just a verbal commitment, but that's something you want to honor. Um, but for me, I got lucky. I've had really good guidance. Um, Keith Elaine at Yale was really good for me, like I said before. So I, back to your question about – junior year the decision making for me it was never really difficult just because I had good guidance and and the right people in my circle you Kev yeah same thing it was never really difficult like I said um 
you know, you get these development camps, like I, I mentioned before, those experiences to meet, you know, guys that play at, you know, different parts of the world. So they're, they're good, they're good measuring sticks for where you're at. And I think when I went to, you know, those development camps, when I, as I was a free agent in college, I kind of mm-hmm. got to see where I was at and it, you know, really made the decision easy for me to stay at school, stay in school. And, um, you know, I'm the youngest in my family and everybody's ahead of me has gone through college and finished, finished their four years. So, um, to be able to follow everyone's footsteps was pretty cool and special for me. And you guys, you know, work towards this goal. You're on this team now, John, you were with the Blackhawks organization before this. What is it like? You know, I've always wondered because I'm constantly tweeting out lineups and saying who's on what line and stuff. And you guys have a very specific role on this team where you're the energy makers. John, we've seen you stand up a lot, you know, in these recent games, especially for Jack Hughes and stuff. What is it like playing in that type of role um, on a hockey team? Especially when you have a buddy alongside of you that you're doing it with. Yeah, well, I think both of us, we really embrace that that role that we have on the team and we're guys that try to bring energy to the rink every day um you can't rely on you know the top guys that are playing these big minutes to bring bring that 100 percent energy level every day to the rink uh the season's just too long so guys like me and john on days like today when we travel a long way home from vegas days, days like today are huge for us to make sure we're um you know we're driving practice and we're, we're being guys that can uh guys that can be relied on for energy out there and um, I know me and Hades take a lot of pride in it. So, can it get exhausting too, knowing that you, you have to be those guys? No, I come don't on. Think so. <laughs> we all have our days, right? S- some days, but we 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 both pick each other up on our bad days. And uh, Hades has been a guy that's been there for me a lot this year on on those bad days. And um, yeah, I can't thank him enough for that. All right, so we know what you guys are like on the ice we see it all the time and I'm fortunate enough that you know I get to spend a lot of time with all you guys so I know sort of what you guys are like away from the rink as well I want you to describe each other who who you are off of the ice and what you're like so you Kevin tell me what John is like away from the rink um I'd say John is just like the ultimate teammate guy like you see it on the ice but and it's so easy for me to say that but it goes all the way off the ice he's um we call him the menu guy because because oh, here we go. Here every, we go. Every time we get into a road a road city, right when the plane lands, he's got menus for all these restaurants. He's sending out to the boys. <laughs> Is that <laughs> true? Yeah. In the true. group chat, menu you're guy. sending menu <laughs> menu guy hates. No, but it's all jokes aside. Like he's on top of everything. Um, real smart kid. And very very inclu- like inclusive. He wants everyone to be be there uh, at the team dinners and. And all these events we do on the road, he he really wants you know it to be a team thing. And we joke about the menus, but he's he, he's the guy that sets up the reservations for wherever we go. So I don't really have to do much. I just ask him, hey, where are we going? Or just check out the menu that he sends me. <laughs> Has he steered the group in the wrong direction ever for a meal? Has he ever steered you? Look at the, the darts coming out. Um, Has he steered you guys in the wrong direction? No, but we'll never uh, – we'll make sure we keep him on his toes. Like, we'll – We'll, we'll try to give him a hard time if, if even if it was average. <laughs> Most of the time, it's good. He knows his stuff. I haven't had a real miss yet. But you if haven't? I, if okay. I do, I'll, get, I'll probably get suspended when, for a couple of roadies. Ruins will pick. When you're a new guy coming into a team with a lot of guys who have already been around, how do you end up becoming 
the menu guy. Is that what it was, right? The menu guy? Like, how, like... Menu guy? What, yeah. what, what is that? Did I get that wrong? No, no it's good. Oh, no, okay. The, <laughs> like, how do you decide, okay, like, this is the road trip where I'm going to jump into the team group chat and be like, here's 45 menus. Let's go. Well, I'm just assuming. Yeah, well, <laughs> just assuming. first of all, just in response to Runes, it's, a, it's the same thing uh, for me. When I came here, Runes was welcoming. He's been in, in this organization for a long time. And... Uh, you described how Runes is on the ice. He's the same way off the mm-hmm. ice. Stand-up guy, team first, uh, um, never misses anything. He's, he's he's there for everyone. So it's it's nice having Runes around. He's he's been huge for me um, mm-hmm. on the ice and off the ice. He's he's helped a ton this year. I'm very thankful for that. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know how I turned into <laughs> menu man. <laughs> menu man. <laughs> menu guy. <laughs> They're interchangeable. But um, and we have a good group that usually goes out together on the road and um i'm usually eating with runes and i don't know these guys have allowed me to to sort of direct the the restaurant direction and it's uh it, it's turned out well so far like i said i don't think i have many misses no you sure la was cl- close Uh oh okay let's hear it we just got back from california <laughs> yeah, right? what happened yeah, in la la was close uh it was like a bakery he brought us to. <laughs> For dinner? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like, so we walked in and we're like, oh, God, here's this might be Haynes' first mess. But you know what? Like, it was like a little restaurant <laughs> off to the side in the bakery and the food was really good. So... I can't knock him for that. I'm trying to think of any others. Did you get nervous? Did you know it was a bakery, John, when you first walked in? Or did yeah. you get a little nervous when you walked in there? Yeah, no, I wasn't nervous. <laughs> it's like, such confidence. Such confidence. But I'll, if, listen, if there's a mess, I'll own up to it. And Runes has the next road trip. No problem. Oh, so so you, you interchange? Well, if I have a miss, then I'm, I'll probably get suspended for a road trip. Yeah. Oh, I see. This is This is very interesting. And who normally tags along with the group? Like I said earlier, like Hayes will send menus to everybody, so anybody's always everybody's always welcome. Uh, we, we we usually have a set crew that responds to him, but yeah. some people just ignore his texts. Are you guys foodies? Like, do do you like those types of like? Are yeah? Are you a foodie? Well, I think he started because I think he knows his him and Connor Carrick know their food very well, so they're two guys I've I've kind of trusted, and that's kind of how we how we let him take over the. The menus guy role. Yeah. It's also being in different cities is a good opportunity to try different food and try different restaurants and um What's your favorite city? To to go to for uh restaurants. We've had some good dinners this year. Uh Connor took us to a really good dinner in Toronto. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a good spot. What what is the general like what what do you guys generally go for? Are you do you get eclectic or you stick to sort of like French, Italian, that kind of thing? Well, we've we've actually kind of mixed it up. I I haven't been very superstitious with night before this year. Um, just being with John and C's, we've kind of mixed it up a lot this year. We've, we've done different uh, different types of food, but yeah, they've all been good spots. Yeah, mostly steakhouses, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, but we we've done we've thrown in the Italian. We threw in an Italian in uh, Vegas. Um, that was a good spot. But yeah, we we try to mix it up. Guys are a little superstitious really like so I, well not superstitious but i'd say st- a steakhouse or an italian spot i'd say it's probably rare to find guys at sushi place the night before a game yeah right uh, you probably don't have a problem with that no, no I'm, I, it's usually steak or italian everything on game day is the same <laughs> though. so funny <laughs> everything on game day is the same from when we wake up 
So 82 yeah. games eating the same food. So, so does does Kevin have some sort of nickname that we can dive into that, you know, not menu man, but <laughs> I feel like I keep getting that wrong and uh, you guys are laughing at it. He has a few. Fun. Palms is really running with croons. Well, that's his. That's your, your Instagram slash, yeah. right? Well, yeah, it's but K, that one's K, easy. K that's K just Kevin Rooney. Yeah, they've taken that one a bit too far, but that's okay. <laughs> How so? Yeah, they don't even call me anything other than Croons now. Him, Trav, Woody. Yeah, it's just Croons. So <laughs> I don't really like Kevin, so it's better than that. Well, wait. <laughs> okay, you don't like your name? No, I just like, I feel like. Oh, you don't like being called? No one, yeah, I don't, like I don't think anyone's called. called me John this year. Yeah. So I think I've done it once. I was like, oh no, that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's like weird. I, don't, I don't think I've ever called you anything but AIDS. Croons, I guess. Do you guys like? Do you guys like have um, any intentions of like seeing each other? Like, do you guys like to see teammates over the summer, or is that you know we're getting closer no. to the oh no, we're getting closer <laughs> to the no because I was thinking about that. Like we're getting closer to the end of the year, and we spend so much time together that when you separate for the summer, do you, like what's that contact like? Does that group chat? menu man does he still exist in some capacity in the summer i think yes two things first of all even if (laughs) even if guys don't talk all summer the second training camp comes back is just pick up right where we left off but i'd say just depends on your routine like i i go back to connecticut rudens will go back to boston we're not going to see each other very much maybe we'll try and get a golf trip in i know palms is talking about that but um yeah wait actually while we're here Okay. Yeah. Please. I, uh, I'm gonna formally invite you Ooh. to Whoa. golf with Kyle Palmieri. I won it at Kyle Whoa. Palmieri's charity event. So now you're the third. We need one other. We'll we'll talk about who who else we're gonna get in. Well, I have a feeling that I know someone who would be really happy to be involved in your golf outing, and that's Matt Lachlan, who's joining us as well. Hello, I heard golf. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I'm gonna pop in, but let's let's talk about this for a second because I did hear through the grapevine that at the Kyle Palmieri Foundation ball, the military ball, you did win that golf. Heavy, heavy bidder. You yeah. you bid on that. Yeah, well, actually, that's after we. I had a little conversation with him, yep. and he threw you right under the bus. Yeah, I was just trying to clear the air right, right then and there. It only took me two days to, <laughs> to make sure uh, I settled that with Palms because uh, I know he was disappointed that I didn't sit next to him there in the locker room. <laughs> so this is essentially that was a body bag. That was a body <laughs> this bag. is essentially the story. Is for one of my stallmates features. I went to talk to Kyle Palmieri, who had uh, for a while when Taylor Hall left an empty stall next to him, and. He went up to you and asked him, asked you rather, to join him in the stall, and you just said no, like straight up. But I would like to get to the bottom of this. What exactly happened there? What's your side of the story? Respect that move. Yeah, so um, <laughs> he did, him and Woody did approach me, and I, Kyle's, he's a tough guy to read sometimes. So at first I thought he was kidding. I thought he was just giving me a hard time because we like to poke fun at each other. Actually, more him to me than me to him. So. I just thought for the whole day, I'm like, oh, he's no way he's serious. And then they, he approached me again like three days later and was like, so are you going to move? And I was like, wait, oh, you were serious. So I ended up thinking about it, and I was sitting next to Sevi all season, and he's been great with me. Um, he's such a such a calm presence. He doesn't doesn't really talk, but in between periods, um, he, could, he could see if I was frustrated, and he was always so good. Um, at calming me down and I didn't want to I didn't want to screw with that and 
just ditch Seve because I was with him all season. So I was gonna stick with uh, stick with sitting with Seve. So it was it, t- it was, it was honorable. You yeah. like you know wanted to continue going to war <laughs> with Seve every day. And like just looking across the locker room every day at Palms is is something I enjoy. I just get a, I get a laugh out of just looking at him. So I didn't want to have to turn my head. So I looked Zip. being right across from him. And Kevin got a lot of like flack on Twitter for, oh, yeah. for, for that. You know, the K Runes account was blowing up. Why yeah. would you turn Kyle down? And so literally two days later, yep. you needed to clear the air and make Palms feel better by winning yep. golf I'm round. Golfing with, with Palms golf this summer. Whether he likes it or not. <laughs> He, he, has no he has now. no choice. And everything is everything is right in the world. How is your golf game, by the way? Uh, it's inconsistent, but it's just to be out there is is great. I love I love uh, being competitive in something else in the summer. So it it kind of takes up some of my free time in the summer, and that competitiveness comes back out. You guys never turn off the compete juice, right? It's no, no matter what you do, right? Especially right, these Sean? two. No. Yeah, that's right. I'd say we're we're always pretty competitive. I think we should hold tryouts for the the fourth man for that fourth yeah. man. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> tryouts for the yo, wait, you just like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a pity invite. Amanda, I did do. Yeah, you definitely don't want me there, but I'll be there to watch the whole thing. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, listen, I'll compete, but I'm I'm not sure I can stay with some of you guys. That's for sure. So, how competitive are you, John? And what 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 makes you so? I'd say I'm pretty competitive, but I think for for both of us, hockey is the the ultimate moment for that. I don't think I think if there's a, a competition in golf or in something else off the ice, we're fairly competitive. But um, it's mostly fun off the ice. I think I speak for both of us when it's the off season. We're golfing. We're doing whatever. It's primarily for fun, and um, despite the competitiveness, not turning off. It's it's not as intense as as this season, obviously. Who's the most competitive guy, you think, on the team away from the ice? Because we sat down with Joey Anderson a few weeks ago, and that guy is scary competitive at everything. Yeah, he's a pretty competitive kid. I think he's just he's got a brother, similar age, obviously plays hockey too, so I can see that from Joey. Um, who, would, who else would be? Or who turns everything into a competition? See, I would think Kyle. Yeah. But maybe not. Yeah, we golfed a few times. We have golfed a few times together. He makes sure he beats me. <laughs> I think about it. Who's the most competitive guy you've ever played with? Never mind currently, but just whether in Providence or in the minors or John in some of your stops. Who's the guy that he took it to another level? You got a guy? I don't know. I was fortunate to play with a lot of winners in Chicago, and those guys are competitive. They won some of those guys won three Stanley Cups, so it was pretty cool being around some of those veterans. So uh, Mike Kaner and Taves and, and those guys, Duncan Keith. Seabrook. Put those three in a room. Who's coming out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm always amazed. Here's why I ask the question: We're all competitive to a degree. We all want to do the best we can. But for as much as I've been around athletics and hockey, the level that an athlete, a true athlete, can take it to is mind-boggling. Put aside distractions, put aside the pain, and still wants to get to the finish line first or score the goal or stop the goal, whatever the case might be. So that's why I asked. Not, not necessarily to put you on the spot, but you were in that room with players who won three cups and really had to put it all on the line 
all the time. And so those are three guys that stand out. I was just curious uh, from that standpoint. Yeah, those guys, Seabrook, Crawford, <coughs> Sharp, like the list goes on. And all those guys are competitive. They want to win, and there's a an expectation. So it's good to be around those guys. And you could tell with the veterans here, it's the same way. Trav, Greeny, Palms, all these Schneids, these guys want to win. And, um, I mean, it's no surprise. This is... This is why that's why we're here. Guys spend all summer preparing for the season, so um, the competitiveness is is not a surprise, and it's pretty consistent throughout the league. I'd say. I'd say uh, my first year I played with Rod Pelly, and he was my captain just coming out of college, and I was amazed at how this guy came to the rink every day and competed like he did. Um, he had, I think, three or four kids at the time, three dogs. And he would show up to the rink first every day, and he'd be the last one to leave. And that was, like, right coming from college. He was a guy I looked up to, and, and to this day I take a lot of stuff that he did. He was a centerman too, so a lot of the stuff he did I, I took with me in my game and used it, um, you know, significantly right away. And, uh, yeah, I was just amazed just coming from college and thinking, you know, I was busy in college, but and then I see him, and I'm like, "Whoa, this is a reality check for me here." Um, so yeah, he, he was he was a pretty special guy to be around. I know he played for you know the Devils organization for for quite some time. Yeah, uh, both on the big club and a lot of time down in the A, and was so well respected because he loved the game and he gave it his all everywhere he was, and just he just loved being at the rink. You're right; he, yeah. he just enjoyed the game so thoroughly. So what was the big adjustment then? And I'm sorry, I heard golf, so I said, I got to get in on this. <laughs> it's like, maybe, I'm coming in. Maybe we've covered some ground, uh, so I apologize. But So you talked about the adjustment coming from college. You know, what was it like? Because you played for each of you, both of you, for competitive programs that had a lot of success. And now you come to the pro world, which is entirely different. So what was the greatest adjustment, John, that, that you had to make? I think for both of us, we played right away after our senior years right yep. so it, we were we were forced into it and there wasn't much time to think so I think that initial adjustment was was pretty seamless just because there was no time to think and uh, so yeah like I think my last college game was one week before my first pro game what was that week like did you know that you were getting ready to play your first NHL game maybe less than a week yeah I knew I knew after well, I knew right after my my College, last game. Yeah. yeah, we lost to Harvard in playoffs, and then I knew in Boston right away that I was leaving to join the team. What are those few days like? You know, because you're about to like attain a dream, right? Yeah, a lot of excitement, some reflecting, uh, bittersweet because obviously, with the Yale season ending, that's the mm-hmm. end of something that was very special to me, and I had seven other guys in my class that I'm very close with, and. Um, it was like I said, bittersweet, but a ton of excitement. And my first game was in Ottawa. My parents were my parents were there. And um, but like I said, for both of us, of course, there's there's an adjustment to the pro level, but uh, there's not much time to think in that short span. Um, but we at the pro level, we've played with a lot of really good players that helped that transition. It's happened this year for me too. Again with Kev, we you know we both play in similar roles and. Um, we bounce ideas off each other, help each other. He knows he has a different perspective as a centerman. I have a different perspective as a winger, and we bounce things off each other and try and make any adjustments as seamless as possible. 
What was the time leading up to your pro yeah, debut so like? I was a little bit different because I wasn't drafted. So there was different. There was a couple different teams calling, mm-hmm. mostly American League uh, contracts calling. So I was kind of just once the season end, just trying to figure out which was the best fit for me. And um, I remember uh, Tom Fitzgerald calling me. And he was a Providence guy, so we were able to kind of talk about, you know, college, and we just he just, we just related quickly together, and um, so I knew that he was going to give me the opportunity to go to Albany and play uh, play the rest of the play the rest of the season there. So um, I was I was really excited about that, and um, I was lucky to play for uh, Rick Kowalski, who now I'm very close with, but at the time I had no idea who he was. And, <laughs> Um, I think it was my second game, so I played two games, and was, yeah, after my second game, um, we had we do penalty kill meeting, power play meeting, then team meeting before the game. So penalty kill meeting goes on. I get up and I walk out, and he's like, "Where's Rooney?" And so I'm like, out in the hallway, like stretching. He's like, "Hey, come back in for the power play meeting." I'm like, power play? What's this guy talking about? <laughs> this guy crazy. <laughs> so he comes. So I'm like laughing a little bit, and then. He throws me right out there in the third game on the power play, and I was I was just amazed um, that he'd given me that opportunity. So I was lucky to be able to come from college and get a great opportunity right away. And um, I still wish I had scored that night on the power play. I think it might have been my last night, but <laughs> was that it? That was like the one shot. He's like, nope, not anymore. No, but it was that just is the pro game. Yeah. You know, it's all about results, and unfortunately, you didn't in that opportunity. Right? It worked out okay in the end. It yeah. worked. Out. I don't think I've brought that up to him since. I might I might have to talk to him about that one. But yeah, it was um it was it was just amazing just to get the opportunity right from college. And then I would say the biggest adjustment the next season was just the amount of games that we play. In college, I think the most we got was maybe forty when we went all the way to the national championship. So um when December, January, February hits comes, uh it, you really feel the grind and um it was tough my first year. I remember I hit a big, big drought in January, and um, it was just it was just much more of a grind than college was with the amount of games you were playing. And that's something that you know you quickly, you know, learn to adjust to, which is, which is good. And now I feel much better in the program. But um, yeah, I would say that was probably my biggest adjustment. So, yeah. so oh, go ahead, John. No, I was just gonna say that trying to develop a a routine and get into a consistent routine at the pro level is completely different because in college we had Friday, Saturday games. That's it. it. Spend the week practicing, preparing, going to classes. So now we have free time on our hands. It's been a few years for us, so obviously we've developed a routine, but Mm -hmm. that took a little while to Mm -hmm. determine what was best on off days, what's best on practice days. And you were researching restaurants around play, the NHL? Exactly. Many <laughs> guys. Well, before you entered, we found out that his nickname, well, I think I've butchered it a few times, is Menu Man. But I've also noticed that menu Matt, guy. Uh, menu guy, excuse menu me. Guy. Yeah. Matt and I never get the list of menus <laughs> of potential restaurants you might go to. So. I asked. Well, I didn't know until now, well, so I can't well, wait I for our next road trip. Man. We're going to eat well. Man. That'll be good. I, I, sorry, I just wanted to ask Kevin about the experience of being undrafted and then having AHL teams call. I've always wondered, like, when you have that opportunity to choose, are you also looking at the NHL roster and saying, like, oh, like, there's a greater chance of me maybe working into that NHL lineup? Or are you just so focused on being 
in the pro world that you're not really looking at those things? I've always wondered like what that process is like. Yeah, I mean, I think at the time um, I had been to, I wasn't looking, to answer your question, no, I don't think I was looking at NHL rosters. I was more looking at the organization as a whole mm-hmm. and how they how they develop kids and and whatnot. And I had been to some development camps, like I mentioned earlier, and you kind of get a feel for an organization when right. you're at one. And that year I went to Chicago, I actually said no to New Jersey. And I, now it's funny that I've been with New Jersey this whole time. So obviously those things, you know, they don't really matter in the end. But right. um, yeah, and you, you just learn about an organization at those development camps. And that's kind of what I was basing it off because most of the teams that had offered me had been to their camp or, right. or whatnot. So uh, no, I wouldn't, I wasn't looking at the NHL. The difference between college and pro, because you had things to, quote unquote, distract you from the game, whether it was classwork or, you know, you're hanging out with not necessarily teammates, right? Other college students. Does the pro, is the pro game different from that standpoint? Because it's, it's such a focus. And did you have to learn how to put it behind you? Whereas college gave you those natural breaks, maybe. But it's three and four, it's five and eight. There's a practice, there's a game day, there's a travel day. It's so constant. Did you have to learn how to, kind of break a, a little bit, get away from the game on the pro side? Yeah, I, I definitely. I would, yeah, it's, it was it's a lot, of, like you said, it was a lot easier in college to get away from the game. But here you, you don't practice as much, so you got to use your time wisely. And I think being in college helped with our, with at least for me, it helped me with my time management and how I'm going to go about my day. And I'm, you know, usually pretty structured on what I want to do throughout a day. And I've learned that in college. Um, now, yeah, it is different in pro because in college you're, you're you're playing in front of your friends that are in the crowd that you go to school with that you're in history class with or whatnot. So you kind of know everybody in the building, and now it's it's different. You don't know the fans and on a personal level, so it's a, it's a lot different in that regard. What was your best subjects in school? I'm very curious to know. You mentioned history and stuff. What, where, where did you excel the most in school? I was better in, at least testing-wise, better at reading and writing than math and science. Yeah, it was more math and science. That's why we're good Complement together. each other yeah. so well. It's perfect. <laughs> more math and science. I was terrible at that. Did you, guys, hey, did you guys plan this outfit? No, but I was actually oh. noticing that we're wearing, Kevin and I are wearing similar colors, and then you guys have, like, the jackets with the lighter color. Yeah. So we really fit well how would you describe that this color? is like a maroonish yeah. like a yeah. burgundy maroon we did not i did not text him this morning and be like hey man we're doing the podcast let's nice. uh well, you know everyone can see us so yeah. let's dress the same well, exactly well though, that's why so we had to let everybody know what the colors were <laughs> welcome to the nhl moment for you john i think my when my right before my first game during the meeting, I saw that I'd be on a line with Jonathan Taze that night for my first NHL game. That was your first NHL game? He was my linemate for my first, I think, five or six games. Him and, and Rich Panic, who plays for Washington now. Mm-hmm. So that was special, looking up at the board and seeing that. That was pretty but cool. But to be honest, there's, serious. Yeah. there's a, lot of, uh, a lot of those moments. I know people always ask what the first one is, but... They're not. There's. Ne- it's never just one, right? Throughout, I think even now we still have cool moments, and mm-hmm. um, that's what's fun. It doesn't get old playing at this level. What are some of the other ones then? <coughs> My second game was in Toronto, hockey night in Canada. Cool. 
uh, my dad and sister were at that game, playing uh, back home at MSG for the first time. First game as a Devil. That's I think the game one here, uh, despite the loss, will always be one of my favorite memories. That was a cool game to be a part of. So, like I said, ton of these moments they keep coming. It's fun being at this level, and uh, I could probably name you know, ten more from my rookie, my rookie year, even that that last stretch after my senior year that that were pretty special. Well, clearly, you don't take it for granted. So good on you. How about you, Kevin? My first game, yeah, like John said, though, the they, moments keep coming, I think, and uh, there's not one in particular that's, you know, bigger than the other, but I'd say my first game was in Washington, and, you know, obviously the other team's lineup's always posted, so just, you know, seeing Alex Ovechkin's name on the other team that I was playing against, it was pretty special. I think in warm-ups, I was just looking at their end most of the time, <laughs> like looking at those guys. And then, yeah, like, obviously seeing him score his 700th goal was another one. Like, we've, you know, I've, it's, we're lucky to, you know, play in this league, and I know both of us don't take it for granted. Um, it's the best league in the world for a reason. So, yeah, I'm just happy to compete against these guys every night. And, yeah. Well, I think we've, we've kept you guys for a long time. So, Did we talk can, enough about golf? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you want to keep going about golf <laughs> – um, Maddie and I always like to close out our podcasts with... This is Amanda's thing. I'll be honest. Thank okay. you for sharing. But it, well, no, it, you came up with we, it. It's we your do thing. this together. Oh, no, it's a great one. Um, and whenever we have a player or someone who sits on the plane with us, um, we always ask this question. Number one is who do you sit next to? And number two, what do you do to occupy the time? We'll start with you, Kev. As far as the plane? Yep. Yeah. Uh, sorry, right. I should have made that a little clearer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, I sit next to... So I... I did sit next to Sammy Vatnin, and that's unfortunate now that he's gone. But now I'm next to uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, and we play cards. So I'm part of the card crew. Okay. So, like, full. He did tell me the other day that on the way back from Vegas, which was our red eye flight, you guys played like the whole way back. Is that true? Uh, yeah, we, we did. <laughs> <laughs> like, leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. But yeah, it's just for you me. You took Vegas home with you. I think, I think just for me. Um, it's just hard for me to sleep on the plane, so um, I like to spend time with the guys. And you know, we're not we're not playing for crazy amounts of money or anything. We're just really, you know, spending the time and having you know good laughs together. Okay, and you? I sit next to Jack, and Nico and Brad are in front of us. We talk some TV shows. I forgot. To, I actually often forget to download TV shows, oh. so. Yes, I uh, remember do. I was asking you for Wi-Fi. The, the, the other day, the other day we were sitting on the I plane, I'm just minding my own business, and John Hayden comes flying up the aisle, I'm like, "Hey!" And like, you guys never I thought come you up had to special, where we I, thought you had I got like wifi. really nervous. He's like, "Do you know what the Wi-Fi password is?" It's like, "No, sorry." No, you said there is none, right? Oh, that is true. Yeah, yeah the Wi-Fi no, is like yeah. super weird. So don't worry, I didn't steer in the wrong direction. Anyways, sometimes you forget oh, to download. He's a, he's, he has a snap. He has a yeah, Snapchat. Well, that was actually yeah. With his friends, yeah, so. my buddy was going to kill <laughs> me. Sure it was a four-hour flight. <laughs> but that's that's neither here nor there. That's that's, so for, it, that's my buddy you Bill though. Were smart enough to remember to download your episodes. What show would you be watching? I'm watching Peaky Blinders right now because Nico and Jack recommended I watch it. But I've found myself. This year, sort of buzzing around on flights. I go up, talk to these guys, check out the card table. Okay. Talk to Palm, C's, whoever, Woody, and then hang out with Jack in the back. All right. That's it. It's a great question. We've got a multitude of answers. I think so far, like, no offense, you guys, but my favorite answer was Miles Wood. 
Because he totally threw us for a loop. What do you say? He listens to real estate podcasts. <laughs> I mean, listen, Woody is big into financing and investing. So, he's an no surprise. He's, he's ready to go. <laughs> he's my partner, yeah. Hey, guys, thank you so much for doing this. I know we've kept you a long time, but we appreciate it. It's always nice to, you know, get to know you guys and... You know, thanks for dressing the same way as We're we happy today. To do it. <laughs> thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, we were busy, and so I couldn't be there from the beginning. I promise next time. That's side okay. By side. That's okay. It's much better when you're there. Trust me. <laughs> like, I, I like having you there uh, alongside. But anyhow, has there been a podcast we've done with one of our current players where golf has not come up? Because uh, I don't think so. Prob- I mean, there might be one, but Sammy <laughs> talked about it. Miles talked about it. Ka- yeah. Yeah, Kyle talked about it. These Joey. About it. <laughs> I think Joey we're like running it. out of... <laughs> well, well, you know what? I know they go hand in hand, the yeah, hockey and do. golf right. thing, lot, but I just I think it's very funny. That- <laughs> right. I, I think, though, there's probably a couple they would not have a response to it that they do play. Like, Travis is not a golfer, for instance. Okay, yeah. Um. But we yeah. just haven't gone to those guys yet. Most I just guys, find it very guys, funny that guys. no matter what, the, the topic always comes up. And, I mean, they're they're such fun guys, those two. Yeah. A lot more reserved with a microphone in front of them. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes you can kind of pull a couple stories out. I love that Kevin shared, you know, the response to Kyle Palmieri. So we'll see yeah. We'll see if it continues on, if Kyle now gives another version of the story. Right. There's two, three sides. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yours, mine, and the truth, right? Somewhere mm-hmm. in between. At any rate, that will wrap things up. Amanda, terrific job as always. Oh, thank you. You as well. Glad you were here for it. And thank you for listening to us uh, this time around on the official Devils podcast. Thanks to John Hayden and Kevin Rooney for sharing their time. Thank you for your company, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.